Hello. Hi. I'm Shannon. I'm Emma. And welcome to this podcast doesn't exist. Welcome, friends. And this time the audio is on. (laughs) The microphone is plugged in. We checked. We are professionals. Mm -hmm. We are almost to 100 episodes, Mm -hmm. believe it or not. I feel like simultaneously we just started doing this and also that we've been doing this for like 10 years. Truly. Like there there have been times where I think about like, you know, what am I going to be researching next? And I'll look at something and go, oh, I could do... We've already done that. We did that. <laughs> it's already it's already happened. Of course I have notes about it. Of course I know everything about it. I researched it. Weird. Yeah, no, doing this cause surprise. It's not a surprise. You can see the title when you click on the episode. Episode update quiz. Bam, 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 bam. But I'm <laughs> I'm continually surprised. I'm like, oh yeah. She literally did, turned to that earlier. She literally turned to me and was like, Oh, I forgot I did this episode. <laughs> Wait, don't look. <laughs> don't look. But before we get to the pop quiz, here's an easy question, Emma. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If people are new here Hi. and or if they want to play bingo. Oh. Where should they go? I think they should go to thispodcastdoesn'texist.com. Dot com. They can find all of that there. They can also find out all of our episodes. They can find a way to send us an email. Just t- send us a little something, something. Come, come at us. I mean, don't th- th- don't be brawling, with, but with like kindness. <laughs> yeah, we want to say hi, and the best way we can do that is to know that you're hanging out with us. So. Do you want to feel micro famous? we'll read your email on the podcast do you want us to validate you in an audio platform (laughs) then send us your messages just come say hey i remembered which i i think we talked about this on the group chat for the pod listeners our pod fiends ruth and Haley, are in a group chat with us but i had said oh i forgot My parents have a ghost story about a ghost that walked in front of their car in the middle of the night. It was like we were talking about something in that, like haunted roads or something like that. Well, because they usually, both of them usually listen to the pod when they're like driving back from the dance studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're like, oh, this is so creepy. And I vaguely remember, because I... Also, today is the Bone Shaman's birthday when we're recording this. Boop, 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 boop. So, happy birthday, Bone Shaman. I love you so much. I already talked to you today. You probably won't hear this. That's fine. In three years when you listen In to three this, years when you listen, we continue know to that care I love about you. you. <laughs> um, but I, va- I didn't get the chance to ask him about it, but I vaguely remember it. So, I'm going to tell it, like, real quick. Okay. Basic storyline is that my mom was visiting my dad in England. Yeah, I think it was England. It might have been Holland. I don't remember. <laughs> Europe. One of those European countries. Europe. Um, and they were driving back from a date, a dinner date. Um, and it was really foggy and really, like, dark and very gloomy. Mm-hmm. And they were coming up the hill and the headlights are on flashing against the fog. So it's kind of like – it's very – it's weirdly, like, both really bright and really dark at the same time. Mm-hmm. And then off from the left-hand side – they see a figure in a white nightgown with of long, course. dark hair. Of course. Just terrifying. My, <laughs> my dad slams on his brakes and is like, holy crap, 
what is this? What is happening? Nope. My mom is like silent screaming. Like the like, ah! like you can't, you can't scream, but you're screaming. Yeah, no. And my dad doesn't know what to do because he's like, I don't know if I should just keep going or if this is a real person. The bone shaman being a doctor is like, I might be able to help if it's a real person. Turns out it was a real person. It wasn't a ghost. What? It was a real person. Oh my gosh. And it was this woman who genuinely slept walked out of her house. Shut up. And her husband was like coming up with a flashlight, was coming up from behind, like up the from the side of the like ravine where the top of the hill was. And was just like, so sorry. Obviously he knows. This is gotta be scary for y'all. That's but wow. like grabbed her and went back and my dad was like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of those things you're totally calm and then you get in the car and you just are like what <gasps> <laughs> 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 just happened wow that was such a plot wow i know right so i don't know if i'm telling it right i to, I, I hope so i've are. heard it i've heard it a few times by now so my hope is that i have told it right um it. Leem, if you're listening to this and you're nearby mom, ask her yes. if this is real. Follow up. Because <laughs> I'm not going to remember to ask. So, wow. Um, but yeah, that's the ghost quote unquote story. <laughs> no. I feel like if you're a sleepwalker, you have to be sleeping in nightgowns that have like the reflector tape. Yeah. Like sewn into the hems. <laughs> so Something. So you can... don't get hit. <laughs> so- also like that whole setup just made me think of that one episode of supernatural that we've talked about before. yes anyway Uh, yeah also i was i contemplated (laughs) also also i I contemplated the other day i was like am i gonna start watching supernatural from the beginning (laughs) don't do it dude it's 18 18 seasons dude it's only like 15, isn't it? It's 18 seasons. Yeah. I did 17 seasons of Grey's Anatomy oh, in like that's fair. nine months or something. Because I'm almost done with the West Wing. Finally. For the first yeah. time. Erica and Brittany keep being like, we might need to form a support group. And I was like, oh, ha ha. And then things start happening. And I'm like, oh, no. And they're like, we told you. And I'm like, yeah. So I've been like slowing myself down, I think, because I'm not ready to... I don't want to get. You don't want to end it. Leave the characters behind. Yeah, that's fair. But anyway, that's not what we're here for today. No, it's not. We're it, here for a quiz. Yeah, and once again, I am going to request some very significant hints. All right. Well, do you want to get your little scoreboard ready? Oh yes. Here, wait. If you're playing at home, feel free to keep score as well. Yeah, if let you're us driving, know your grade. Do it in your head. Don't be safe. Scream it at us in your car. Please do. All right. So for those of you that are new, slash, just as a reminder for Emma and our other returning friends, you get one point if you can correctly guess the topic of an episode. Yes. You get two additional points if you're able to guess the fun title. Yes. If you need a hint for the fun title, you only get one point. Ooh, I like this new rule. Yeah. Okay, that, okay, that, that I'm good with. Okay. Episode 29. Great. Yeah, no, it, it, numbers are not, we're, <laughs> we're just going to go straight into hints. I'm not going to know numbers. Okay. 
Also, Shannon has not prepped any hints. I have not prepared my hints, no. So, so it's, all this it's is very organic. The talk, of the, t- the talk of the noggin. The talk of the noggin. The talk of the noggin. The talk of the noggin to ya. Um, all right. I'm going to say car. Agatha Christie? No. Good guess, though. Why am I thinking car for Agatha Christie, though? That's weird. Okay. That makes sense, though. I mean, she did, like, drive away. Yeah, so. and she ditched her car on the edge of a quarry. Yeah, that's what. Yes, thank you. But All right, so my brain is making connections, but it, is. it isn't the correct Not connection. the correct one. Okay. More modern. What kind of bad things could you do with a car? Kill somebody. Uh-huh. <gasps> oh, I know. <laughs> this is the alleged vehicular manslaughter of Taylor Swift and Harry Styles. Yes, that is that is correct. I'm going to um, give myself a point because okay. I want to start off strong. Sure. Do you remember the fun title? Allegedly Blankets or Alleged Blankets. Alleged Blankets, correct. Thank yes. You. Two. I have three points, y'all. I guess I should have made the rule if you needed a hint for the topic, but we don't do half no, points. No, so because I'm going to need a hint for the topic because I don't know what the numbers are. So that's, that's fine. That's yeah. fair. Also, LOL, went to just scroll past my notes to get to the next title because I'm like, all right, next question on the quiz. (laughs) No, I'm not just here to quiz Emma. I'm also here to give you updates. Right. Allegedly, some fans believe that Haler, as their ship name is called, uh, committed vehicular manslaughter when they were together. Neither of them has come out and confessed. No. So... That's not the update. That that's that's a non-update. Yeah. And there, nor are there any particularly like murdery songs on no. Harry's new album, Harry's House. I mean, I would assume if he's smart, he'd stay away from that anyway. But yeah, but they both have already songs. Yeah. I know. So it, we yeah. we don't know. They're like we've already explored this with our with like yeah. with the, all you the mental capacity you we can. can. Go We're back. Done. I feel like this was the first episode that I really started kind of like going. Out, out of the box with like what I could get away with with you <laughs> to be like it's a mystery it's a conspiracy I mean just because I was like I want to talk about this yeah it's a conspiracy I have no it arguments is. there it is I just I think you were very surprised when I I was it I up. think because it was so much pop culture so much more pop culture than I was expecting but it's yes. because it's not like it I I had no clue yeah so there you go ah oh, the beginning of our long journey. Our Taylor Swift journey. Which is not Might over, not be over. <laughs> Let's be honest. Okay. But so, no confessions, no murdery songs. The two musicians did exchange words at the 2021 Grammy Awards. Oh. The interaction appeared to be cordial, likely with words of congratulations on both sides, because mm. they both yep. won. Yep, yep, yep. But we only saw this interaction. We didn't hear it. So maybe they were communicating in code to make sure that their cover was still intact. I don't. <laughs> maybe. We don't know. I'm incredulous, but continue. Yeah, sure. Uh, conspiracist fans on both sides raised eyebrows when Harry's new album included a track titled Daylight because Taylor Swift has a song by the same title. On her 2019 album, Lover. So they were like, oh. is something still going on? Not necessarily 
murder related, just like, but like ship related. So in May of 2022, Harry appeared on the Howard Stern show to promote the album and played a couple tracks, including Daylight. After hearing the track, Stern mentioned a fan theory online that Daylight could be related to Taylor. Harry jokingly replied, Here we go. <laughs> when pressed by the host if the song was really about Taylor, Harry immediately shut the idea down, saying, quote, You're reading too much into it. You know I'd love to tell you that you're spot on, but I can't. No, sorry. I mean, I feel like Taylor's shtick is the conspiracy of it all. Like, she loves feeding into it. It's, she, it's a part of her brand. Is. Whereas I feel like Harry's like, I I don't have that much energy. <laughs> like, Yeah, I'm I don't not, know if Bestie really has it in him, to be honest with you. No. Um, I really, I agree. I he's don't also so. been going through a lot lately, but we won't get into it. Um, I want to talk about. Don't worry, <laughs> darling. I tried to talk to Charlie about it, and he was like, "Go touch grass." <laughs> <laughs> All the evidence is right there. Anyway, in news slightly more related to our original episode, in January of 2022, a fan crashed a car into Taylor Swift's Tribeca apartment building. Oh. TMZ released a report stating that the man drove down the singer street in the wrong direction before he plowed into the building, hitting a fire hydrant in the process. Stephen, are you okay? <laughs> Stephen would never. No, he the would queen not. Absolutely would not. He I would just not. thought it was a funny joke. I'm sorry, yes. Stephen. I take it back. It's okay. It was the bit was worth it. Um, after the crash, he exited the vehicle and attempted to rip the intercom system from the entrance of the property. Whoa, that's whoa. I mean, it was not okay to begin with, but like yeah. that's very aggressive. Well, and he was reportedly drunk during the incident and was taken into custody for psychiatric evaluation. Oh, buddy. Because apparently he had posted some like social media posts about Taylor Swift, like, was like, I'm not leaving until I meet her. Oh, gosh. And that's... That's a bit that's much. The that's the level a, of fan th- that we... Mm, no. No, I'm the kind of fan... I'm I'm further away than you are in terms of, you like, are. fandom. But, like, I'm the kind of fan where, like, if I'm around Watch Hill in Rhode Island, I, I'll go stand on the rocks and wave at her house. Sure. But then that's it. Yeah. I'm not gonna go up and, like, I must meet her. <sighs> no. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, so yeah, that's the end of that update. Nothing major to report. Yeah. That thankfully, Except- I'd be di- like, I'd be disappointed in them as people if it turned out to be real. But we yeah. never thought it was real. Unlike some of the later conspiracy theories with Taylor Swift, I I'm still karma is real. Truly, you've we believe in her. We, we'll, when I know we'll get there, we we'll- will. Yeah, we'll not in the recent, not, not in, the, in, in not in the near future. No, but like, I'm I'm getting us to fifty. Yeah, we'll eventually get to eventually. the point where we will update everybody. We can just bring we'll bring Stephen back and we'll play clips of like what we thought, and then we'll be like, we'll react. We were right, ding. We were wrong, eh, or we were kind of like. <laughs> I'm gonna cut those, and those are gonna be the sounds that we use. Amazing! I'm so excited. Great. All right. So stay tuned to that in some time in the future. Uh, All right. Steven, come back. Episode, come back. Be here. <laughs> uh, okay. I don't have time to get my emotions I'm sorry. right now. I'm sorry. I'm Mercury sorry. Mercury is in the Gatorade. I cannot. I can't. Okay. Okay. Don't text your ex, everybody. Just a reminder. I continue to remind you. Yep. Um. Although by the time they hear this, it might be out of Gatorade, but probably still don't text your ex. Probably just. 
better. We're out of Gatorade. <laughs> better to not. Alrighty, so now we have episode 30. Great. So one of mine, but you're going to have to give me a hint. Netflix. You're very sneaky with these hints. I'm training us so that we can eventually win, like, code words or catchphrase or all those kinds of games where you're not allowed to say the words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm training, I'm rewiring our brains to, like, think the right jumps together. So we'll win. Oh, is it the Gardner Museum heist? Ding, ding, ding! Great, yes, because there is a lovely... Four-part documentary series. I couldn't finish that that sentence. But I went literally the day we recorded that in my closet. We did. Because my mother was visiting. Yes. And Emma left after recording, and I immediately started watching It's so good. They did did an amazing job. It's very well produced. So if you haven't seen it, go see it. Go check it out. Do you remember... Sugar and Blood. Ding, ding, ding. I don't know why I remember that, but I remember that. There you go. Yep. I don't remember the context at all. Me neither. Great. I couldn't tell you. That's a that's the extra hard level that even we can't win. <laughs> All right. So I now have six points. Congratulations. I'm two for two right now. I'm real excited. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Sure. Yeah. I'm going to revisit the it's point not gonna, system it's, next, yeah, next it's episode. Not, it's not going to – I guarantee you for the rest of this episode, I'm not going to get any others in full points. I also gave myself one point for the first one. Yeah. So technically, I'm not two for two. But we're going to move okay. on. By my score, you're at like four. Great. But thanks, it's man. fine. <laughs> All right. So here's your update about the Isabella Stork Gardner Museum heist, whoop, whoop. which is pretty iconic. We love a heist. So Robert Bobby Gentile, one of the last remaining named suspects in the infamous heist of 13 artworks valued at $500 million, in case you forgot, died at 85 from a stroke in September of 2021. Oh. Quote, we've always believed that Robert Gentile had some information that could have helped us but chose not to reveal it. Gardner security guard and chief investigator Anthony Armore, Armore <laughs> told Artnet News, adding that he extends his sympathies to Gentile's family. Quote, we believe that he had contact with at least two of the works, unquote. Ooh. Initially, Gentile agreed to work with the FBI, but his cooperation agreement was torn up when he was caught lying. Polygraph results, when he was asked if he knew anything about the heist or knew where any of the paintings were, found that there was a less than 0.1% chance he was telling the truth. 0.1. Less than. Oh, my gosh. So we're into the point zero yeah. <laughs> numbers. So he, like, knew something. Even though polygraphs, I feel like, are a little... Yeah, I mean... Hush- like, you can tr- be trained to trick a polygraph, but, like... Yeah, that, I mean, and they don't use them as anything. In, like, you can't yeah, use it in court anymore. In court. They were like, we're not working with you anymore as an informant or whatnot. The FBI suspects that the stolen paintings eventually were passed to the Philadelphia mob sometime in the early 2000s, and that's where the the trail went cold. We don't know what happened. They're somewhere in some mafioso's basement. Somebody's great aunt. Somebody has them. I, 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 I really think that there's going to be a day where someone passes away and their family had no clue 
And True. Gen Z is going to save us. <laughs> Truly. that Across I, the board. <laughs> I'm really excited for that moment because yeah. I genuinely think that's what's going to end up happening. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. going to be someone's really reclusive Uncle Donnie. Yeah. Who croaked and then didn't and then tell anybody. And then they're going to be like, what's in this closet? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So Gentile passed in and out of prison over the years after being caught selling guns and drugs through various FBI sting operations. Dude. <laughs> Though he always insisted he was not involved in the theft of the Stuart Gardner paintings. In 2016, Gentile nearly died in a health scare while in prison, but continued to maintain his silence surrounding the robbery, even when his lawyer promised that useful information would secure his release. Though the Gardner Museum continues to believe Gentile was involved, the museum is confident that his death will not impede progress in the case. Quote, It's been stated that Robert Gentile is the last living link to the paintings. It's not true, Amore said. This is not a serious blow to the investigation by any means. In fact, his passing might make people less inhibited about talking. I hope somebody comes forward with information, unquote. Mm. So that was September of 2021. Yeah. In November of 2021, we get a little bit more information. Local jeweler Paul Calantropo came forward with an account that links Bobby Donati, a longtime suspect and local robber, to one of the pieces stolen from the (gasps) museum in 1990. In the interview, Calantropo said that Donati whom he had known for years, showed up at his office at the jeweler's building in downtown Boston about a month after the famous heist with an eagle-shaped finial that he asked the jeweler to appraise. (gasps) Colin Tropo said he immediately recognized it as one of the stolen art pieces and told him it was, quote, worthless. The meeting in 1990 was the last time Colin Tropo saw Donati, who was violently killed a year later, But the jeweler kept quiet out of fear of repercussions. Oh my goodness. He eventually came forward to the authorities in 2016, though the news didn't break until 2021. So that's another little juicy piece of of news. I love that. That is awesome in terms of like potentially progressing. Yeah. Tracking the. Yeah. I'm curious because like if he told the FBI in 2016, but like. Well, they're probably keeping it close to their chest. Well, that's to, what like, I'm saying. Try and but now is he allowed track. to talk about it? Which means it didn't lead anywhere. Probably, or they are far enough away from that lead to take anyone else off the scent of yeah it something. But yeah, I would assume that you know they were keeping it close to their chest until they could either prove it wrong or use it in order to find something else. Right. But yeah. that's really exciting. I really like that. But wait. Oh? There's more. (gasps) Another new connection was explained to the public in spring of 2022. Authorities are now exploring possible connections between the 1991 unsolved murder of career criminal James Marks and the missing paintings. On a February night in 1991, James Marks had just returned from Maine and was unlocking the door to his home when a gunman crept up behind him and opened fire, killing him with two blasts from a shotgun, according to police. The light bulb above his front door had been removed, so he wouldn't see it coming. 
a classic mob hit move. According to investigators, Marx, who spent time in prison for bank robbery in the late 1960s, is said to have boasted shortly before his death at age 50 that he had some of the stolen paintings. In 2010, a tipster said that Marx had hinted the paintings were hidden inside his third floor apartment on Broad Street in Lynn. The FBI searched that building at the time, but found nothing. Mm. In 2015, the widow of Robert Garante, is that his name? I think so. Garante, a mafia associate the FBI described as a person of interest in the heist, so Robert Garante's widow, was asked about Marx and told investigators that her husband had been a close friend and was with him on the day he was killed. Whoa. Elaine Garante identified a photograph of Marx and told investigators, quote, my Bobby killed him. Whoa. She said Marx often spent time at the Grante's house in Maine, helping care for her horse and had been there hours before his death. She said her husband left with Marx, saying they were going to Boston to watch a movie and later admitted he killed him, but didn't tell her why. Robert Grante died in 2004, and Elaine died in 2018. James Mark's niece, Darlene Finnegan, believes that her uncle was too big of a braggart to keep a secret this big to himself. Mm. So she believes he was not involved. She said Marx told her shortly before his death that he, quote, had something big coming up and he wasn't sure if he was going to do it, unquote. She said she warned him against doing anything stupid and assumed he was talking about a drug deal because he was already involved in that arena in smaller ways. Yeah. Finnegan said she didn't know Garante, but that he and his wife had apparently attended Marx's wake because they signed the guest book. They also sent a sympathy card to the family. Okay, that... mm, That's cold! If he really did kill him, that is messed up you're as cold as ice it's super messed up but also smart well yes obviously if you're if you're you know already insane enough to kill somebody but like yeah scary but yeah that's the update we still don't know where the paintings are those are some good updates though well done all right now we have episode 31 this is the staircases in the woods yeah do you remember the fun title? John Cena's Horcrux? Yeah. I don't know how I did that. I don't know. I think I remember being in your closet for that particular Set recording. And so it's the same reason why I knew when the Amelia Earhart one and the Annabelle one were coming. Because I knew that we recorded them at the same time. Oh. And it was in my mother's closet. So I remember this because we were in your closet. And for some reason, I remember John Cena's Horcrux, which I still have. <laughs> Perfect. You're keeping him alive. I am. You're welcome, John Cena. John Cena. Can't see him. Uh, Nothing major to report here as the original Reddit post has essentially been widely dubbed to be a creepypasta. Yeah. But apparently a TikTok user named Jesse V went viral with a post about never climbing forest staircases if one comes across them. And I wrote, ironically, the cover photo for this TikTok is one of the staircases that I used a photo of, 
But it's one that's from a specific art exhibit. Like it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not a mysteriously in the woods. No, it is a very one. like you have a path up to yeah. it. It also looks very safe. Like people, children aren't gonna fall off. It's like fully like concrete or metal <laughs> yeah. or something. It's yeah. very sturdy. But okay, good for you, girly. Get the views, I guess. Yep. Which brings us to episode thirty-two. Yeah, you're gonna have to help me with this one. The Ghoul Boys Network. Oh, The Watcher House. Yes. Well done. Yeah, that was good. Thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> is it Baby Bones? <laughs> it is. Great. One, two, Great. three. I'm doing really good. There you go. Yes. So, here's the update. Oh, no. The creepy story of a stalker in Westfield, New Jersey is coming to Netflix. Oh, God. Filming of the series has begun under the direction of Ryan Murphy. Oh no. <laughs> My so sad. Imagine imagine if it's like a glee remake. <laughs> if it's like a never mind of American horror story. Never mind. Yeah, right. It's glee like a- along that line. <laughs> There is young blood in your house. <laughs> it will star Naomi Watts and Bobby Cannavale as Ooh. married couple Nora and Dean Brannock. Okay. So taking inspiration from, but they've like changed the names a little bit. Yeah. that's The first teaser for the series was released in early September of 2022. Instead of showing multiple scenes from the overall series... The teaser takes the form of a house tour with the realtor, who's played by Jennifer Coolidge. <gasps> it makes me want a hot dog real bad. And it comes complete with a few eerie moments. Oh my gosh. Okay, wait. Is this in the show notes? I have linked I'm it going, in the show notes. I'm watching this immediately. I mean, I haven't watched it yet if you want to watch it now. So that wasn't very scary. No, but It gave I, you that, like, anticipatory, like, something's going to come around the corner. Well, I think that's the point. You're, yeah, like, not you're supposed like, to know that it's a scary yeah, show. Yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. Ooh. Also, Jennifer Coolidge. She's just... I love her so much. You could fit a whole person in here. Anyway, that's the update for The Watcher. Fun. So we're moving right along. Right along. To episode 33. All right, hit me up. Mm, I feel like there are two that I could give you, but I'll go with Pirate Stash. Oak Island Treasure. Close enough. Oak Island Money Pit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. Great. My other one was going to be History Channel. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't have gotten there. I was like, that doesn't narrow it down. Yeah. Oak Island Money Pit. Yes. I do not remember... The name of this episode. Do you want to give me a hint or do you just want to say it? I'll give you a hint. Okay. <laughs> Monty Python? Okay, but what did they <laughs> use? Oh, coconuts. Oh, is it ooh, coconuts? It's just the coconuts! The coconuts! Exclamation point! Okay, I, I'm going to not give myself that point. <laughs> okay. Alrighty. So... According to the Oak Island Society, a group consisting of Rick and Marty Lagina. Rick and Morty. 
plus several other partners, own the money pit along with 78% of the rest of the island. Yes. The other 22% belongs to Oak Island's seasonal residents. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, by the Lagina brothers' admission, there's a good chance that they might be in the wrong spot. Oh, no! These are the brothers that are on the television show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Despite what they may claim about owning the original pit. And I have a, a quote from Looper. History's Money Pit Explainer also reveals that, allegedly, a botched excavation to the island in the 1960s caused the original pit location and all of the surrounding dig sites to collapse into a single giant pile of mud and stone. Since then, the original location has been lost to treasure seekers. Therefore, the truth is that the Laginas actually own a general area that's theoretically meant to include the money pit. However, they have no clue whether they are digging in the correct spot or if they even own the correct pit at all. Oh no, you guys. Which I love. While they haven't uncovered Marie Antoinette's jewels or any pirate's hoard, here's a partial list of the treasure found on the Curse of Oak Island television show. So there's a Spanish copper coin from 1652, a 17th century button from a military officer's outfit, though which military it might belong to is unknown, a smaller coin stamped with the distinctive cross design of the Knights Templar. Ooh! Two 17th century King Charles II Britannia coins. A solid lead cross thought to be from the 13th century, which relates back to the Knights Templar. So cool. Several brooches, buttons, and an assortment of coins. Basically, I got tired of going through the list, so I just tried to pick a couple cool stuff. You can read the whole list in the show notes yeah, if you want. It's a, it's a lot of coins, I'm going to assume, it in is. general. But the question is, could these simply be the remnants of the treasure seeker's past or a piece of the real treasure? Ooh. That's the question. Because, right, when you're going to seek something, you're affecting the environment in which you are seeking. Yeah. Which means people who come after you, how are they supposed to know? It's like when you have a dream and in that dream, you remember a dream that you had, but you don't remember if it was the dream that you had out, like, separate from that, or if it was a dream that is a part of the dream that you're currently having. I need you to stop, because you're giving me anxiety. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I, what in the inception are you talking about? I say I as someone this... who very, very rarely remembers my dreams. I have... I've had this thought so many times because it has happened to me so many times. Girl, you're I've also get stuck down the inception hole. Now I'm... I want to go watch that movie. I've seen the very beginning and the very end. Dude, it is so good. I know I'm literally over a I decade know. late to the party, but I just remember watching it and like my partner at the time fell asleep out. And I'm just on the edge of my bed. Look, I was like, what is happening? Yep. And there's so many attractive people in that movie. Oh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Uh-huh. Elliot Page is in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Leo, before he got too weird and craggly and only dating 25-year-olds. He is potentially dating a 27-year-old. Gigi Hadid. Gigi Hadid. They were like, that'll show him. Yeah. Okay, Leo. Anyway. But yeah, no, I've had that thought multiple times while I am sleeping. And like right as I come up, 
like, no wonder from you're dream. tired. <laughs> I, guys, my dreams are Be either, wild. Be wild. They are either insane, like, I am probably, my brain is doing double time when it comes to thinking of stuff, or they're weirdly not mine. Almost prophetic. If we want to skip the question at the end of the episode, I will tell you one of my prophetic Haven't dreams. Haven't you talked about this on the pod before? I have, I think, briefly, but not, like, super in-depth, because I've talked about my sleep paralysis dream mm-hmm. and my, like, nun demon. <laughs> that was my sleep paralysis demon. Sister um, something. Sister she something. Said, you did not do your math. She's homework. got the ruler. What the you're like, ah, eight centimeters. <laughs> ah. Sorry. I, we can we can pick it apart. I mean, I feel like we, you, want we could do the, a whole, like, mini episode on that. You just talking Really, about I could your... just tell you all of the dreams that I've had and then picking them apart and trying to figure out what they mean. Yeah. If Versus me. I have a, the same event pop up in, uh, <laughs> in my dream, and I wake up and I write it in my journal. Because it might be right sometime. It has not been right yet. Nope. Never once. <laughs> nope. But I still write it down because so, that'd be pretty cool if I could be like, ha It's like when you're watching a movie and you figure out who the killer is. You had to say it so yeah, that you I know that I'm room. smart enough. I need the room to acknowledge that I'm smart. I'm smart. Um, I figured it out. Former gifted kid with burnout syndrome. Anyway, moving right along. We don't have to unpack that. We don't have time. Episode 30. Far. Terty far. Terty far. Nope. Yeah, you okay. Gotta... Uh, your hint is that we had a special guest. Is it Flat Earth? Yes. Yay! It's Ruth! Yes. Yay. Okay. Um, Speculation Station. Ding, ding, ding. Great. All right. I got it. You guys, I got another three points. I did it. Woo! I think next time I'm going to swap it. Like, the topic, <laughs> is, the topic is worth two, and if you need a hint, you get I'm never going to be point. able to get it. It's okay. You, you can just, still get two points. Yeah, you just don't want to give me all the points. You don't want me well, to win. Well, because you're not you earning are, the points. I am you're earning just, the points. With help. Yeah, with a handicap. If you, if you were given the numbers, would you be able to no. recall them? Exactly. And that's why this is fun, because I have the answers, and you don't. Shannon just doesn't want me to win. <laughs> No, I'm 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 trying to change my mindset that this is less me trying to like gotcha you and more like okay, more like catchphrase. We're, we're participating, team, we're, we're team, team building. Effort. Yeah. Okay. So the update. Kelly Weil, author of the book, who has a long title, so here we go. Off the Edge, Flat Earthers, Conspiracy Culture, and Why People Will Believe Anything was interviewed on Rolling Stones podcast to talk about the rise of conspiracy culture. She also described the original Flat Earth conspiracist, mid-1800s huckster Samuel Robotham. That's probably very wrong. She described him as a meme YouTuber, (laughs) which is really funny. Um, I like that a lot. So go read the interview. It wasn't really like, I have an update about Flat Earth. It was just just really interesting. If you're interested in the topic, I recommend reading the interview. And then this one is not, this happened before we recorded the podcast, but I don't think we talked about it. So here's, I was like, here's I mean, an there was interesting a lot. Yeah. news item. Uh, so mad, quote unquote, 
Mike Hughes, an amateur rocket stuntman and vocal champion of the Flat Earth Theory, crashed in February 2020 after his second homemade rocket launch after barely surviving his first attempt in 2017. I think we did talk about it, but it was really brief. Okay. Well, this is also brief, but I just I just need to redo a quote that he he said. Okay. In his memory? Question mark? I don't know. Here we go. Quote. I don't believe in science, he told reporters in 2017. Okay. Quote, I know about aerodynamics and fluid dynamics and how things move through the air, about the certain size of rocket nozzles and thrust, but that's not science. That's just a formula. There's no difference between science and science fiction, unquote. It's physics. (laughs) Yeah. It's just a formula, Emma. Fluid dynamic. He even gives it the proper name and yeah. yet is like, no science, no. And I just, <laughs> I, Sir, I, I t- don't. Touch grass. <laughs> well, he's touching. Some, touching down on some Somewhere grass. else. <laughs> but highly recommend reading that interview. She talks about, there are two links in the show notes. They're both from Rolling Stone, I believe. One is the interview with her about mm-hmm. her book, and then the other one is an excerpt from her book where she talks about meeting this man, Mike Hughes, and also a couple other conspiracy theorists that have, like, these plans to, like, go out to the edge, like, they're going to go to the Antarctic, and, like, but she, like, tries to, like, practically, act, like, talk them through the, you know, the practicality the thought, of it, yeah, like, yeah. okay, well... Yes, other explorers have explored in the Antarctic, but they knew how many days they were going, how many days they could last while, like, after sending an SOS. But if you're just planning to keep going and continue going, how are you going to survive? And, like, they just, it's very... They don't have a plan. It's just very interesting. They don't have a plan. Yeah. So. Wow. There we go. Okay. Moving right along to episode 35. Great. Gimme. Doctor Who. Have we done Titanic yet? Yes. Because yeah. I talked about the Lego set. Oh, that's right. Yes. That was where my brain went because Kylie Minogue's in that episode. Oh, no. Doctor Who. Or, okay. Car. Agatha Christie. <laughs> yeah. Great. Yes. Oh, there we go. Oh, my gosh. Then uh, Do you remember the fun title? Oh, it was that guy's name. Oh... Nope. I give myself no points on this one. Are you sure? Yeah. I could give you a hint for the fun name. All right, go ahead. Okay, this is going to be a multi... There, two words. Of the tap and variety. Tap and variety. Yeah. Great. I was Sorry. Gonna be like, you I was, started to do like a little dance. Oh, no. I was going to be like... There. I was going to be like, Dulé Hill... Yeah. Options. <laughs> like... <laughs> okay. Yeah. Tap and variety. There we go. Yes. Yes. Um, I will give myself one point. There you go. Because <laughs> you didn't even need to give me the hint. There you go. I just saw a movement and it reminded me. That was just me living. That was just you. Live vibing. Life loving. Vibing and thriving. Here we are. So there's a new book out this year uh, called The Christie Affair. And it tells a fictionalized version of what happens in the infamous 11 days. But it's really about the artifice and power of storytelling, as well as class, gender dynamics, religion, and the lasting traumas of war. Central to fictional mistress Nan O'Day's story is the horror she experiences when she gets pregnant without being married and is trapped in one of the Magdalene 
boundaries run by the Catholic Church in Ireland to punish fallen women, which is told in parallel to Chrissy's mysterious disappearance. Author Nina de Gramont specifically chose to create her own mistress character to offer a more prominent class divide than that between Agatha Christie and her husband's actual mistress from history, Mm because we know about her. So that book is out. Sounds cool. Maybe I'll read it someday. I think I will read that. That sounds really interesting. Additionally, I've linked an article from The Guardian in the show notes that further details Christie's activities during those missing days and further makes me dislike her husband. I highly recommend giving it a read. It's talking about like, oh, on this day, she was down reading the paper at breakfast. The next day, like, she took the paper to her room and then like she, whatever. So it's just interesting. Further, I'm still very on the fence of like, was she actually concussed, did not know who she was? Or was she, the article is like, was she medically compromised or was she mad and trying to frame her husband for murder and start a new life yeah so that's an interesting read check it out i i think i will yes that sounds like fun okay the next one your hint i don't know if it'll help you but your hint is hockey jersey devil yes do you remember the fun title it's a boy parentheses Flem. Yes. Good job. Thanks. The only reason the only reason that I got that was because you guys we were doing our research together. What? Did you cheat? No, you said I just looked up Jersey Devil and oh. all I'm getting is hockey scores. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I cheat. Freebie. You did give me a freebie. You were paying attention to your context clues. I was, but I also I did that on purpose. I'm a I'm an escape room. <laughs> <laughs> were you paying attention? <laughs> All right. I'm an escape room. So remember that sad man I showed you? Yes. She turned her her computer to me and showed me this very sad looking old white man. And I was like, you want to know why he's so sad? She's like, what? And I'm like, he's an academic. <laughs> um, but now I'm going to tell you what his name is, which is going to make it better. Okay. Angus Gillespie. Angus. Angus Gillespie, a professor of American studies at Rutgers University and a leading New Jersey folklorist. I wrote, looks super sad and for good reason. (laughs) He's not down with the memification of the Jersey Devil and especially not the New Jersey Devil's hockey team. Oh. Quote, everything is wrong with that. (laughs) It's not the New Jersey Devil's. It's the Jersey Devil, singular. (laughs) It's in danger of being trivialized, commercialized, popularized. Unquote. Angus Gillespie and the very good, no bad. No bad. No bad. No good. Very good, no bad day. Terrible day. (laughs) And then I have another quote from Angus. Great. Play it on me. Friend of the pod. Quote, my principal concern about the legend of the Jersey Devil today is its being transformed into an item of popular culture. The original legend is a frightening, terrifying story. The way it's picked up in popular culture is as kind of a joke, kind of a cartoon, unquote. Considering that our reaction to it was, it's a boy. (laughs) I feel like you can't be that angry, sir. Right? Like, 
No wonder you look so sad in your picture. You don't like fun. Also, isn't folklore a very particular and solid facet of popular culture? Isn't that what folklore is? I can ask my work friend, Holland, who has a master's certificate That's, in yes, folklore studies. Please ask them because I would really like to know if what what their thoughts are on this. I just, pop just on that. Slack tomorrow and just be like, that. "Have you heard of Angus Gillespie?" <laughs> Imagine if they are right back. Yes, isn't he oh so my God, sad? That guy, yeah, the saddest man the in academia. Saddest. So, probably much to Angus's horror pun intended the jersey devil singular finally makes made its debut in the world of horror films in 2022 <gasps> featuring as the main scare of a film called reed's point Ooh! now i'm gonna read you the synopsis okay reed's point is a psychological thriller slash creature feature that tells of sarah and alex two survivors of an rv crash near the new jersey pine barrens on the anniversary of the accident, Sarah and Alex drive to Reed's Point to investigate the crash site. Things go downhill quickly as they find themselves stuck in the woods, unsure of who they can trust, and questioning if monsters really do exist. If it weren't for the fact that it's probably definitely a jump scare scary movie, I would watch this. Well, I've linked the trailer in the show notes without watching it, but apparently the film is available for rental streaming on a variety of platforms. So Great. if you're interested, you can check it out. Uh, feel free to tell us about it. We we are interested in hearing about horror movies. We just don't. We yeah, don't yeah, I'll watch read. Them. I'll read the Wikipedia page. The spark all notes. Day. Boom, boom, boom. That is all. Sorry, Angus, that we're talking about this on our yes. Pop so culture. sorry, sad man. Sad man. Sad man. Which brings us to episode 37. What shall I say today? You don't have to talk if you don't want to. You don't have to fill the silence because I I can can cut cut it it out. (laughs) No, I must be entertaining at all times. That is my value that I contribute to society. (laughs) You contribute more than that. Don't worry. Thanks. You're welcome. Well, like, here's the thing. I don't want to insult your intelligence by making it too easy. (laughs) that's the nicest way of saying i don't want you to think that i think that you're dumb (laughs) no no i know i'm I'm kidding i'm kidding kidding. all right you can you probably can't give me anything that would immediately give it away like we've already we've already seen that my brain works in very weird ways so It's it's not going to all right here's your hint okay the three witches. Macbeth. The uh the, the what curse a- the curse of Macbeth. Yeah. Uh-huh. Great. I'm not gonna get this one. Okay. You give me a hint for it. Do you wanna we'll talk it out. Alright. We're on the same <laughs> team. Here we go. Okay. So not a duke, but a what's another? Oh, title? the Viscount of Tangent Town. Ding ding ding! There we go! <laughs> we did it! I love that you're like, all right, we're going to talk it out. We're going to do it. We're going to talk it out. We got Alrighty. it. So unless you were living in the forest somewhere, which honestly, <laughs> goals, uh, you probably saw or at least read about the slap that Will Smith delivered to Oscars host Chris Rock after the latter insulted Jada Pinkett Smith's alopecia. You know the slap I am referring oh, to? Oh, I mean the slap heard around the world. Yeah. Okay. 
So while this is poor taste in any scenario, some people on the internet are theorizing that Rock received a more dramatic and painful response because of his blunder just moments before the incident. Denzel! Rock cried from the stage to Denzel Washington, who appeared last year in Joel Cohen's film adaptation of the Shakespearean tragedy. Quote, Macbeth! Loved it! You know, he said... He's in a theater. You're on a stage. He said it. And I said, that's it. That's the update. It made me laugh because I didn't hear anyone make that joke before, like, while it was happening. So that's it. Ah, yeah. Um, I mean... Might you know, maybe if, the curse. maybe if he hadn't said Macbeth, Will Smith just would have been like, stop it, man. That's not cool. Instead of like smacking him. But we'll never know. I mean, he will forever have the ability to say Will Smith smacked me in the face. Yeah. Which I feel like not a lot of people on this planet can say that. Everybody hates Chris. <laughs> I mean, we all kind of did, though. Like, I mean... Other than him being a zebra, I think (laughs) we gotta go. We gotta move on. I can't. All right. Theater fans raised an eyebrow in April of 2022 when the Broadway production of the Scottish play starring Daniel Craig and Ruth Naga was postponed. They had to delay their opening. Mm -hmm. So people were like, the Scottish play is cursed. The actual culprit was COVID-19. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the curse upon us all. Yeah. All right. Are you ready for the next one? Yes, ma'am. All right. Fire. What immediately entered my brain was that meme of the little girl standing in front of the house on fire turned towards the camera looking real evil. That was what <laughs> entered my brain. She's like wrapped in her blanket. <laughs> yeah, she's like, hmm. <laughs> Fire. Uh huh. I don't know. Billboard. Billboard. Uh huh. Man, am I gonna be so angry at myself? Is this one of mine? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, the Sodder family mystery. Yes. Ding ding ding. Again, you said billboard, and my brain said the Chick-fil-A billboards with the cows on them riding chicken incorrectly. Yes, we've totally done those episodes. You know, the Chick-fil-A episodes. The Chick-fil-A episodes. This one is not baby bones. No. But is it something bones? No. No. All right, I don't don't think I know. It's more of a, a greeting. Something. Very, very welcome to you. Yes. Good job. Great. I have one point with that. Well, two points because I got the actual, yeah. Sadly, I couldn't find any actual updates on the state of this case. There were a lot of recaps, blogs, articles explaining the mystery, which I think is good in its own way because maybe someday we'll get answers if people keep asking kind of vibes. Um, Squeaky wheel. Yeah, exactly. Uh, So no updates there. Which brings us to our final episode of this update quiz, which is the one that I went, oh, I forgot I did this. Okay. You gonna, oh, you uh, you, well, you said okay, and I was like, oh, she's got no, something to say. No. Okay. Spooky water. Skeleton Lake. Yes. Oh, it's something like the thing about humans or the thing I hate about humans, something like that. 
I don't, I'm not going to get it exactly correct. Okay. All right. Well, I'll give you a point for it because it's yes. the issue with human beings. Ah! Got it. Which makes sense. I think we were complaining about people touching bones. Touching And taking things. them with them. Yeah. No. The issue with humans. Okay. So again, no actual updates on this specific case. However, I had a very dramatic reaction to the Google results that I got for this. Oh, no. Apparently, they just keep finding bodies in Lake <gasps> Mead outside of Las Vegas. Oh, yes. Dude. So now I'm going to read you a little, a little quote from CNN. The skeleton lake that we're talking about is not Lake Mead. No, it's in India. It's in the Himalaya. genuinely called the skeleton lake. Yes. Yes. So just felt the need to clarify. Yes. We're yes. at a different lake now. Correct. We're in Las, outside of Las Vegas. Yeah. So this is a CNN article from August of 2022. Jeez. Oh, so far this year, this is a quote, mm-hmm. so far this year, authorities have removed human remains at the lake five times, oh three of which have been at Swim Beach. It's unclear whether the three discoveries at Swim Beach are all from one person or separate individuals. The Clark County coroner has been working to determine if the first two Swim Beach discoveries, which were both partial remains, are from the same person, a county spokesperson told CNN. In addition to those found at Swim Beach, two other sets of remains have been uncovered at the lake since May, including one body, which is being investigated as as a homicide case after it was found in a corroding barrel with a gunshot wound, officials said. Oh my gosh, this is terrifying. The homicide victim, this is the one that I was like, I'm basically just reading you the whole CNN article. (laughs) The, the homicide victim, whose remains were found on May 1st, likely died sometime in the mid-70s to early 80s, according to police and C- Clark County Coroner Melanie Roos. The victim's clothes and shoes helped investigators determine the approximate time of death, as some of the clothing was so well-preserved the labels were still visible, police said. Just a week after the homicide victim's remains were found, a second set was discovered at the lake's cl- Colville Bay, the park said. Roos has preliminarily determined that those remains belong to a man estimated to be between 23 and 38 years old, she told CNN previously. His cause and manner of death are undetermined, she said. End of quote. Oh my gosh. To which I'm going to leave you with this terrifying but interesting thought exercise. Lake Mead's capacity has dropped to just 27% of its full capacity. Oh, when goodness. I first read that, I was like, oh, it dropped 27%. Got no, it. No, no, no. No, no, It is at 27% out of 100. Yeah. So my question is, is climate change going to result in us finding more bodies all over the place? Are the bones in Skeleton Lake in India, the one, the original one that I talked about, are they going to be exposed for more than a few months of the year? <gasps> And is that good for researchers, even though it's terrible for the planet? Wow. I mean, I feel like we will get answers that we didn't expect to get, like this man in a barrel. Man in a barrel. But I also feel like, you know, obviously it's terrifying. Climate change is terrifying. But it feels almost like the earth is like, "Mm, let me give up my secrets. Here you go. You're going to burn me? I'm going to burn you. Yeah. (laughs) Essentially, yes. Anyway, that's. That's it. Thanks Woo! for playing. What'd you get, Emma? I got How many? Tw- 26. You got a 79. 
This still feels so low. My gifted kid brain is like, that is a failure. Okay, but here's, but the, like, here's the thing. It's a there seat. aren't as many as questions. Yeah, so I, the more I get wrong. So even missing one is going to affect your overall percentage. No. Versus if you miss one question out of like 300 questions, that would Yeah. I know. You are smart, you is important, and you're cute. Thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> so we don't have a mailbag. Did you have a question? You you were really committed to the question. I mean, I was going to ask first date question, like a genuine first date one, not one that's necessarily attached to anything that uh-huh. we've talked about. I, I, it was going to be like, what is the usual answer that you give to the question, so what do you do? Like, not not like your job, but, like, what do you do for fun? Oh. I mean, usually I I answer this question a lot on dating apps. Mm. <laughs> and I usually am like, well, I read a lot when I can. I co-host a podcast with my best friend. And I do community theater when I can. That's a great answer. And then sometimes they ask about the podcast. And then I'm like, I've gotten so sick of answering this question that I literally have something in my notes app <laughs> yeah. that I copy that's like, well, most generally, it's a mystery podcast. We cover, you know, we talk about conspiracy theories, encrypted, unsolved mysteries. We have a little bit of everything going on. And then if they're interested, then I'll drop the link. That Yeah. Because I don't want to, you know, I don't want them to think I'm just out here trying to get, get listeners. But if you're here. Guerrilla marketing. If you're here because of a match on a dating app. Please let us, let me know. At the very least, let Shannon know. Slide into the podcast DMs. How awkward would it be, though, if I'm like, if we like unmatched each other, but they still listen, so they can't tell me on the app? Lol. (laughs) Go to our Instagram. Yeah. DM us there. Yeah. That's hilarious. My answer would probably be something fairly similar. Like, I spend time with my dog, I eat, and I have a podcast with my best friend. It's our second job that we don't get paid for, but that's okay. Yeah. I get paid in tortellini. <laughs> yeah. I You're get welcome. And dog cuddles. Dog cuddles. Puppy cuddles. I love her Baby so cuddles. much. She's mad. She's upstairs right now. She's mad at us because we're not hanging she, yeah. out with her. She was present for, because we're batching them today, but she was present for my episode last yes. week. Um, And so she was a any, menace. You heard any grumbles. That was the Pennington monster. <sighs> she was so angry with us. She kept nudging my, my foot with her head because she was laying next to me being yeah. like, we need to play. We need to play. Yeah. We need to play. We need no. to play. And I was like, I'm currently busy. Wow. Let us take that as a reminder from from the Pennington monster that sometimes takes some time to play in your life. And while you do that, remember. Did you want to do that again? Or did you just want to be done? This podcast doesn't exist. (laughs) Neither did that ending. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. I don't know what happened. No. <laughs> I became I became Merp. I'm Merp. Merp and Derp. Merp and Derp.